We're on? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. Ooh. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to be seen. It's been two weeks. Has it been two weeks? Yeah, well, because Anne's episode was so informative that yeah. we left it up for two weeks. That's how great it is. It was good. What an impact. Yeah, what an impact. Yeah. She, had a, she had a lot of good stuff to now say. Now I know where you get your... Yeah, you know, you've been snowing us this whole time. Uh, yeah, Anne it's really Anne. Let's bring her back. Co-host. <laughs> Dude, I really, I think she should. I mean, so many people commented on how much great information she gave on her interview, so yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome, I thought. Um, but we'll have her back. If you listen, if you're listening now, give us a like on Instagram. Uh, review us on Apple Music. Ooh. Give us some stars. You decide how many stars. I'm not telling you to give us five. There's five to give. You can give two if you, you can want. give two, three. You if can you give us an dick, opinion. Hey, one is better than you no stars. You can say you don't like it. I like it. I don't like it. It's up to you. It's okay. Free country. But do something. Um, yeah. So it was. It was a good week. I'm. I'm deep in editing on the Netflix movie, which is nice. Have you, you know, seen considering. Um, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel really good about it. Yeah. Lots of good music. Lots of good acting, lots of good directing. You know, Netflix is a great company to work with. And uh, Rusty, the director, is terrific. Uh, Michael Javlov, our editor, is, you know, a lot of fun to work with. So we've been having a good time. Are we going to have Rusty on? Did yeah, we're going to have Rusty on for sure. Yeah. Um, David, yeah. you know him too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rusty Cundiff. He did uh, Fear of a Black Hat. He did. Uh, Tales from the Hood. Some uh, Chappelle show. Chappelle, Chappelle show, show. Directed Chappelle. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> you know, officially, by the way, we unofficially announced that Beautiful Darkness was in the Los Angeles Shorts International Film Festival. Right. It was premature because we weren't supposed to say anything until yesterday. So now we could say officially oh, we, we are in the festival the funny thing about getting into a festival you can apply before you're done yeah right you're in editing you got temp music you got temp everything you could still take that movie that's not finished and submit it and if you get accepted no matter how many times you produce a film or direct a film you forget all the things that you have to deliver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. so we got accepted to the Los Angeles Shorts International Film Festival, which is from the 19th to the 27th of July. Do we have a date yet? Uh, no, but they will announce officially. They were supposed to announce officially on the 20th. They yeah. did not. But if you go to their website, it says announcing lineup on the 30th. Oh, okay, cool. And I think. That's partially because all of the filmmakers have to deliver the, their DCP by the 30th. So if yeah. you don't deliver your DCP, they That's just leave you off the right list. Now. Yeah. With Alarcon. They'll leave you off the list, right? That's yeah. So you either deliver it or you're not in. Yeah. So you have to deliver a DCP. What's a DCP? It's a digital version of your movie. It does cost a little bit of money to do it, but not a ton. Like our 15, 16-minute movie is going to cost 300 bucks. No, that's right. not bad. They give you a 4K and a 2K, and, and with that, you can project... Uh, from a, I don't know, I guess a digital projector. Yeah. They use this in all the movie theaters and stuff. So we're going to do that. Uh, we, we actually did, a, uh, we had to make a decision to spend more money that we didn't have to do the sound mix. <laughs> Which, uh, let me tell no. you. Uh, yeah, talk to me about sound mix. Uh, very critical of, of the sound, man. Like, it's like one of those things that <clears throat> no one thinks of, but it's like uh, no, the most, it's, it's so, so important. But it's so important. And But uh, this, uh, this mix actually was... Um, surprisingly good yeah let me tell you something i called ray del no you know how it is it's like uh, i i noticed uh, the sound was up to par but now with this sound mix it's like i don't notice it so i know it's good yeah exactly exactly i called ray spees 
right? Who's been a friend of mine for years. Like when I, I can't even remember when it must have been 90, 96, 97. I Danica re- days. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, 96, 97 is like East, East side days. Oh, wow. Poor white trash days. Oh, actually, you know, this was 96. But anyway, I, um, when I first started in the business, I rent, I bought Avids and I rented them, but I didn't really have anywhere to put them. So I went to the sound house, which was called Coley sound. It was on eight sixteen Seward, like in the middle of Hollywood. Yeah. So I went and it was a sound building and I walked in and, uh, the guy who ran it had two closets and I said, Hey, do you have anywhere I could put a couple of avids and you know, like create edit bays? He was like, well, I have these two closets and he kind of needed the money. So he was like, you know what? I'll take all the stuff out of here and you can put edit bays in here. It was the coolest little building. And I put, I rented those two rooms from him. I put our avids in there. And uh, anyway, Ray Spees, was doing um, dialogue editing, which is what he does. He dialogue edits, right? And it's funny because I was talking to him via text. He listens to the show. Hey, Ray. Um, and I met Ray. He, yeah, you know Ray. Ray was on uh, Manny's pilot. Yeah. Suspect. Ray Ray directs and he produces and he dabbles yeah. in all of it, right? Oh. But but his what, what I know him to be is an amazing uh, you know dialogue editor. Right. So anyway, I don't know why. I hadn't sent him the movie. And I decided, like, as we were getting towards the end of our journey here with the movie, I thought, you know what? I'm going to send it to Ray, hoping he would do it for free, by the way. <laughs> I do the whole mix and everything for free, I was thinking to myself. Like, that's, how, that's how delusional I am after all these years. But I, um, I sent him the movie one night, and I said, hey, take a listen. Let me know if you think I need extra work. And, of course, he broke back and was like, tons of stuff. Yeah, you need a mix. I can do it for cheap. Like, you need a mix. He said, you need a mix. Um, he goes, you need to drop a couple of dollars on yeah. this. You need to do it take right. care of it. He goes, I'll help you. Yeah. But, you you know, we can't mix it for free. Like, you got to pay people, you know? Yeah. So, Which is right. That's the yeah. right thing. So, he said, I've got this guy, Dave Eichhorn, from Post in the Woods. And it's funny, because I used Dave to do my ADR for Holiday in Santa Fe. So, oh, oh did cool. you know that? No, Already? I didn't know that. Oh, no, no, cool. I didn't know that. I know I knew it when when he sent me Dave's information. I was like, "Oh, I know Dave." Yeah. But long story short, as a filmmaker that's trying to save money and we're doing our best to, you know, cut every corner and make the best movie, you know, Ray texts me. It was a late night text and he says, "You know, he goes, "You spent all this time yeah. to make a movie that looks great." Yeah. And now you're not going to do a sound edit. You're not going to do a mix. You're not going to do a dialogue edit. Just so you know, a dialogue edit is like, you know, you shoot all your scenes and you cut them together and you hear all this different room tone yeah. and you hear a refrigerator in one and you hear a car going by in another and there's all this shit going on behind people's dialogue. Yeah. So to meld that together, there's all these tricks and a dialogue editor cuts out all the sound in between everything that you're saying. So the minute I start talking or stop talking, the dialogue edit begins. Yep. Right. He tries to match up all these songs. Have you ever been on a set where they go room tone one minute? Yeah. And everyone is quiet? Well, that room tone gets pulled out and laid over a scene so that it all sounds the same. It's a lot of work, um, but it's very detailed work. And it's Ray, very important. Yeah. Ray says it's like the... Um, unsung hero work yeah, right because sure, no one sure. ever understands what that is it's tough so we did the work dave mixed the movie and one of the issues i was personally having with the movie is that there's all this great music in it but you couldn't hear the dialogue because <laughs> the music has yeah. these peaks and valleys and right there's a lot going on in the music yeah and it ends like like this victorious sort of yeah. like uh 
Ben Hur ending, right? Where it's like the music's thundering over the, the scene. And I was always thinking to myself, I just, just someone needs to mix this in a proper program, right? Because what I use is Audacity for this show and stuff. And yeah. I can't, it does some stuff. It just can't do everything. So I wrote to Ray, I said, okay, let's do it. He, Dave sent me an estimate. It was, you know, bird level, pigeon level estimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, because yeah. it costs money. Yeah. yeah, but I said, you know what? Let's do this because, you know, it's the last thing you're going to do and do it right. So I sent it to him and I sent him notes. I said, look, I'm having trouble with this last song. I can't hear the dialogue, and it's it's whatever it is. So then the work that Ray did, which was dialogue edit, he took all that dialogue and made it pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the mixer takes that dialogue and lays it on top of your music. Yep. And then he mixes the music to a point where you could hear the music loud and you can hear the voice loud. Yeah. And we didn't have Perfect. that before. No. So when you get in a theater, that's what you're going to hear. So, yeah, I mean, thanks to Ray, our movie has a really professional sound mix yeah. and a really great sounding dialogue edit. And no one's ever going to know what the hell I'm talking about well, because that's good. you got to do it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You'll, no, you'll never notice it if it's done well. Well, you're never yeah. going to think like, ooh, the sound, like what's happening, no. right? Everything, even the cars going by, there's addition, you know, there was cars yeah. going by when, when Santoro walks into his house. Yeah. There was a car going by that you never heard. Now you hear it. And yeah. also the, the plane is different too. Which the is plane really is old. different. Yeah. The car going by, it sounds like yeah. it's going away. Right. Yeah. You know, all that stuff uh, is, is really well done. So, I don't know. that. All that to say, you have to make decisions at the end of the day. If you don't have it, you don't have it. Yeah. If you can find a way to get it, then, you know, unfortunately, I put it on a, you know, Word. Film Hustlers credit card. Yeah. And, you know, we're in debt to the credit card, but, but, it's but, worth it. It, but it could be worth it in the end, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't go that far down the line and then cut cut your you know cut the end and not have it well i mean if it doesn't sound right then you eliminate the people enjoying the movie yeah. right you know and i think that's what ray was trying to say it was like you look you, you don't You're you don't want to spend all this money with all these great actors and then not be able to hear them yeah right and he's right and when you listen to it you really get what he's talking about so you know call a friend talk to your mixer buddies you know, so it's important. I think in some cases, I, you know, I have gone like I did a documentary where I did not have a mix, but Rich Alarcon and I were pretty on top of it, and we could hear things, and it was all fine. Docs, I feel you can get away yeah, with. Yeah, this more film, you couldn't. We couldn't no. get away with it. All you right. had to mix it. You had to dialogue edit it. You have to put sound effects in. I think they even put footsteps in some yes. areas. Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so my hat's off to all people that work in post. And it's unfortunate because I think as an indie filmmaker, and you're going to run into this making your movies all the time, is that you're going to spend the money on the picture. You're going to end up in post, and you're not going to have any money to do post. Yeah. Then they're going to say, hey, you have to deliver it for foreign, or you have to deliver it to this, and you're not going to have money to deliver it. Yeah. Right? So you got to go back to all your investors and and ask for more money but you allot that right like when you get your i mean yeah let's say you have a hundred dollars you know you're gonna have to take 20 out and put it somewhere Oops. where you don't use it but the problem is is that then all of a sudden you're like you know i need this and then you're like oh remember that, that let's grab that 20 dollars and at the moment it seems like a good idea but then you end up in post and you're like oh I needed I that, that 20 bucks, bucks. yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm talking 2,000, you know, like yeah. 20,000 sometimes. Yeah. In our case, 10,000, you know, yeah. it just yeah. it gets expensive. But, um, but it's worth it. Yeah, the mix the, was worth it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And it was worth having a conversation with Ray. I mean, like I said, we were just texting, but at the end of the day, I think the answer is, you know, there's professionals. Dude, sound mixers win Academy Awards. I say this all the time, by the way. Every department that wins an Academy Award wins it for a reason. Yeah. They didn't just say like, oh, okay. Um, Give them that guy. Give best that guy mix yeah. on a film just because, right? There's a lot of like Scorsese writes to music. I think even Tarantino does, which means like they have songs in mind mm-hmm. while they're writing these scenes and they put that in. Well, I, I can see that. I get inspiration like that too. Yeah, yeah. I remember I did that too and then I had a, a, a guy read my script and he says, you could never do that. You know, and I was like, all right. So I stopped doing it. But it's true. Like, you know, it, it does. Music is so important in so many different ways in a film, even from like a writer standpoint. Like you have to get the flow and the feel, you know what I mean? To move the story, to drive the story forward. Well, yeah. you got to collab, though. You got to collab. Well, you know? yeah, you do. You know, like temp, sometimes temp music and your music soup, you know, whoever does your temp, usually your editor. Sometimes they're musically inclined. But you're still building a vibe. Yeah, you're still building a vibe. So if you write that in, this is a song that I like in this scene, then at least your editor knows, okay, and if he's going to drop temp music, he drops that song, even if it's you can't use it. You yeah, know or you could do, yeah, or you could do, yeah, you could have a vibe. You know, you could say, yeah. like, oh, like, uh, like, I think in the current movie I'm doing, it's like um, an R&B Christmas sort of thing. Right. You know, um, acapella Christmas sort of thing because of pentatonics music eventually yeah. in the film. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot uh, that goes into that. So it's, yeah, it's a powerful thing when you work on every aspect of your film and work it to the point where you're satisfied with everything happening. But, you know, there's a lot of directors that write a movie and direct a movie with music in mind. Like Tarantino changed, I think Tarantino changed the face of yeah. music licensing. Because oh. when he started making movies, like when he did Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And he used all those really cool songs, like when he's cutting yeah, off the yeah. dude, when what's his name's cutting off that yeah. guy's ear. Yep. That song is mm-hmm. a classic song, but at the time, people hadn't heard it in a while. You know, there right, was yeah. no internet. Well, that soundtrack for that movie, for for well, I'm thinking Pulp Fiction. Sorry, that was that too, though. Yeah, that yeah. too, but and you know, a lot of those songs though that he used, they weren't really like popular no, songs. No, so it, he found he created he created a sound that used old music that was popular that you hadn't heard in a while yeah. and combined it with really interesting scenes. Yeah, and then music companies started going like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> these old songs are worth yeah. a lot. And now people like me working on even the movie I'm doing now, you know, is paying $200,000, for one song. Yeah. And it's not even an oldie. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, but it is Christmas, so Christmas yeah. is expensive. But you know what you could do is you can go to ExtremeMusic.com if you find something you like. Dude, I'm using... You're going to find something there that could match or come, sim- come close. I'm using Extreme right now. In fact... I called Extreme Music, or I emailed, sorry, I didn't call him. I emailed my rep at Extreme Music, and I said, I'm doing a Christmas thing. I need some R&B. I need some acapella. So this is one step further. Normally, I'm out here preaching that you can punch in your information. Well, I got one better. You sign up with their service, and someone emails you and says, what can I get you? And you can tell them what your project is, and they'll send you files. Like, no... 
the reason I'm saying this is because no one knows the library better yeah. than the people that are extreme. Yeah. They even call. Like, I remember being, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy called me one day, and I was like, he's like, hey, just run from extreme music. I thought it was for the show. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, just wanted to make sure everything's going all right. You, you thought they were going to cancel the sponsorship. No, I, well, I, yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, well, is everything all right? He was like, no, I'm asking you. And I was like, no, everything's great. He was like, I just want to, you know, I'm here for you if you need anything. I was like. Damn, what kind of customer service is that? Amazing customer service. Um, And like I said, if you have scenes that you don't, if you don't want to sit down with a glass of wine and search their library for three hours, that sounds good, right? You could just email the guy or call your rep, whoever works at Extreme, and say, This is my movie. These are the scenes. This is what the vibe I'm going for. And they'll send you a file. Yeah. Of songs to listen to, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. Sometimes yeah, it is so. kind of nice, though, to get a glass of wine and just go through the library. Just sit That's there. Fun. You just yeah. sit there listen. and you pick music and you think. It's kind of like being in Google. Like, you know how sometimes you're like, well, how can I say this to Google so I can get the result I want? Yeah. It's the same thing at Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. How, what, what combination. Spend hours of, in there. Yeah, what combination of words do I use to get them to give me a song that's not the same as what I. Yeah. You know, if it's because sometimes I'll punch in Christmas, but then I'll start thinking like, you know, maybe I want like guitar Christmas, yeah. you know, like flamenco guitar or or a, a jazz trumpet or a cappella, you know. So you combine all of these words, and then it g- gives you the ability to also add a word. So like, if you're looking for something happy or inspirational, you just add it. Yeah. So in addition to Christmas and R and B, it's as inspirational and happy. Yeah. yeah. So thanks to ExtremeMusic.com for letting us do that. By the way, you foo seen the uh, color-corrected version of uh, Beautiful Darkness? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. I was like, that's crazy. You 4K. Had to, you had to take a seat, Robert, and sit back for a minute. I did. Well, I saw it on my <laughs> phone, and I, and I had to stop my car because I was like, this is too good. And I watched the thing, and I was like, that's crazy how good that looked i mean and you didn't want to do film remember david dave, dave galvan was here and he didn't want galvan's eyes lit up when i said let's do film is like if we want to do film i'm in i think i think you're mistaking concern <laughs> for the inability yeah, to shoot dead. enough stuff as we're dead but um you know look i've shot on film i've cut on film yeah i i've done it all you know i've gone from non-linear to linear to you know one inch tape i mean i've done it on every possible format i like film but is it your best shot at doing something great? I don't know. The fact is, is that you make a decision and you move forward, right? I think right. you did a good. I think you made a good movie. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, the Caravaggio things come comes through very clearly. Now that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Ryan Galvan. Yeah. Right. Uh, interpreting the the vision. Yeah. But he did get it and he did do it. Yeah. So. Having said that, yeah, I, I pulled over. I looked at it. I couldn't believe it. I, the, the the blacks were so deep and black. It was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was very cool to see. So yeah, I think it has to do with the context too. Yeah, like, this was a deep, dark movie. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, and I think it had to be. And, and it looks real. You know, yeah. like when yeah. Peppa's yeah. dying, like that di- yeah. that opening scene just feels like I don't know, like that kind of light. Like you've been there. Like you've yeah. been in that dark, weird, you know, space. It was. It was. That, that, yeah. That's one of the coolest things about photography is that when you're able to like recognize the light. Yeah. Sometimes you don't recognize it. It's all just bright. Right. But sometimes you'll look at a piece of light and, and that emotion, like you have a memory of that emotion or you have a memory of you being in that sort of light and it, and it changes things. So that, that's why people win Academy Awards for DP, for being yeah. a DP, you know? Well, the whole point of what we're trying to do is to move people. Yeah. It's not how good the writing is. It's not how it's to move people, move the audience when they watch that movie. Well, speaking of moving people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to move? Yeah, your can, you move can you move over there? No. <laughs> Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I had a good one, too. 
<laughs> oh, speaking of moving people, you know, we're going to be in this film festival. I don't know. We don't know what day yet, but we, we may also have a screening of the movie. You can go to the festival. If you yeah. want to see the movie, like with a bunch of people in the festival, great. You better but, go to the festival. But we're going to screen the mil- film for ourselves. Yes. We're going to screen it on a screen so that we can check it and, and quality control it. And we decided to do it in a bigger theater. Yeah. So if you're listening and you want to come... We'd like you to be there. Do we have a location or not yet? We don't have a location yet, but in the, by the next show or the show after, we should have it, and it should be sometime in July. Yeah. So if you guys want to come to the movie, free of charge, by yeah. the way, free of charge, it'll be somewhere in Los Angeles, probably in the Valley somewhere, something yeah. like that. Uh, we'll pick a screen. We'll have some cervecitas. Cervecitas. We'll have like some M&Ms. With some kombuchas. We'll I have some kombuchas, yeah. some uh, flying embers. That's right. That's right. Um, other kind of beer, right? We'll have some yeah. beer there. Um, Golden Road beers, Golden oh, Road Golden beers, Road. and Those are good uh, beers. some Say Souls wine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. So we're inviting. Basically, we're inviting our listeners yeah. or, or a few of you to come have some beers, have some or soda or water, yeah. um, have a yet. snack, uh, and watch this 4K um, master yeah. in all of its glory with us. Yeah, with be, the film hustlers. Yeah, that's what that's what we did this whole show for you guys. Yeah. That was the whole point of doing the movie is to show you that it could be done. So now we can show it. And if you want to come hang out, we want you to come hang out, take pictures, put it on the gram. Yeah, we can do a step and repeat. We don't have the money. Yeah, yeah. well, what's it? A hundred bucks to do a step know. and repeat? No, am I? Am I? That's like nineteen eighty six. It's probably a little bit more, but we <laughs> yeah. should do it or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I'm working on it. We'll get a tagger and do a piece of can. There you go. <laughs> but it's it's yeah. definitely uh, exciting. So I want uh, if. If you want to come, we want you to be here. I don't. I think it's going to be a weekend. I think we'll do a weekend, probably Saturday, be, yeah, or Saturday or Sunday. Let's do a Saturday. Um, you could drive up if you live in San Diego, if you live in uh, Riverside. You know, just drive up and hang yeah. out, watch the movie. It's only 16 minutes long. Yeah. So uh, come out, watch it. You can still make your evening plans, yeah. have dinner, go to a party, go to a carne asada. But we'll probably run it a few times, right? Depending on where we get. Yeah. No, no, no. We're running. No, we yeah. will definitely. So, like, let's say... We were screening at five, and you miss it. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna screen it again at five thirty, and you miss that. We're gonna screen it again six. at six, or watch all three. Six thirty. Yeah, or, or you can stand and watch all three. Yeah. You know, sta- standing room in some of these theaters is up to 70, 75 people. Yeah. So, and then we're gonna have seven seats in lobby. So, guess what? You could have mm-hmm. some drinks first. Go watch it. Come back. Have some more drinks. Watch, watch the it second again. One, then come back. Have more drinks. Get your t-shirt. Get your t. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, we got go. t-shirts and stickers. What's up? That's we got to represent. Right. Yeah, now it's gonna be fun. So, if you are interested, let us know. We'd be love to have you yes um ray's gonna be there ray speed's probably be there uh Let's dave icorn probably be there hey he was uh he was really giving me a hard time about it he was, was really he? yeah he was like don't what well, you can do do all he's this right, though. you're gonna do all this good work and you're not gonna give it he's right you're not gonna give a sound any love yeah ray and was i was ra- like no i was mad at him i was like no i'll do what i want I'm like, no, no, i don't have to do no, sound if i don't want to and then See, i was like okay here's roberts with his ego again and then i said okay yeah. Okay. No, it, it was a, it was a good choice, good decision. Yeah. Decision. Dude, it's amazing. Like I'm telling you, when I heard that sound and I heard I could hear Santoro say, you know, you're the kite and I Hey, am whoa, the whoa. Hawk. hey no spoilers. Oh. No spoilers. Oh, you got to come watch the movie. Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> no, that's it's great dialogue, great acting. Um yeah, it's it, it you know what was really interesting too is like we don't have a straight shot on Emilio when he's talking to Santoro, but now he, he's illuminated almost. Yeah. You could see his face clearly as he's talking to Santoro right. from you know the why? side. Why'd you do it? 
Hey, what'd you do? <laughs> hey, 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 don't start quotes. No spoilers. No quotes. No quotes. Why'd you flip? <laughs> hey, no spoilers. Come on. <laughs> we'll do the whole dialogue in about 15 minutes. Yeah. But here's the most important thing, Roberts. Mm. What's next in the can? I mean, we're not done with this, but we're close. We're coming to the edge, which is really cool because our film, our whole point of this season was to go from concept to delivery, right? Yeah. And we're there. We're about, if Rich, you know, gets that DCP done, we're ready to go by the 30th, you know? Right, right, right. So then we got to move forward. Ride that wave. Right. We're going to ride the wave, but you also got to be ready for what's next. I mean, I know we talked about Beautiful Darkness coming out as a series, and we and did we talk about that on the show, like the ideas of what we wanted to no, become? No, I mean, but... but it's a or good feature. It's, it's a good point, you know. I think because you got to be ready. Right? Yeah, if you do a movie, if you do a short, if you do a movie, like you need to be ready to what to be asked what's next by someone who likes your work. Right. Yeah. The whole idea is to prepare for success. Right. Right. You don't do a movie so that that's your last movie. You do a movie because you want people to notice. You know, maybe the people that you've been trying to impress haven't been impressed. And then you do a movie, and then all of a sudden they're like opening their eyes in a different way. I told this story a long time ago on a, maybe when Lori David was on the show. Yeah. But I, I talked about like she wanted to be a director, and I was raising money at the time producing, and we partnered up, and she was like, you know, and I couldn't figure out how to make her a director. Like I didn't, you know, I, I appreciate when people yeah. want to be directors, I get it. Yeah. It's a passion, but you can't just. You know, Did she some, write too or just direct? She mostly just direct. Okay. Directed and produced. Yeah. But she came and she was like, you know, I really I really want to direct. And we're like, yeah, let's make it happen. You know, you get together with people and you and you're <laughs> Here's the Robert. You know, I love that one. Yeah, let's do it. You're, yeah, you're, let's do well, it. you get together with people and when you connect with people, you're like, you want to make it happen, right? I'll, yeah. I'll produce, you direct. That sounds like a good plan. And then you go home and you, you realize, how am I going to do that? You know, you can't just... You can't just make someone a director, right? You have to convince other people to give you money so that this person yeah. can direct. It's not as easy as it sounds. But then I was like, you know, I, we tried to have the conversation with investors and they just weren't buying it. Yeah. And then she decided on her own to get with um, this writer, actor, producer, director himself, uh, Doug Van Beber, and, and they got together and they were like, hey, let's do a series of shorts, yeah. comedy shorts. Yeah. You know, one about, they were going to do one that was um, uh, the Ebonics uh, Sound of Music. Okay. Right? So, which was silly, but it was funny. So, anyway, he wrote it, and then he wrote uh, another one, and then he wrote, it, he wrote like three shorts, and they were very funny, and then they raised like, I don't know, amongst themselves, they raised like a thousand bucks, and they went out and shot him. It's probably less. Like, I'm sure she's going to say 500, but they went out and shot him. He starred in him. Yeah. Uh, and they were hilarious, and they were really well done, and she put them on YouTube, and people were watching them, and long story short, I used them. I got motivated by her yeah. by her talent and her shot abilities, and I, and I started pitching her to do the movie we were working on, which was Bravo at the time, and the investor bought it and next thing you know she's you directing go. her first movie you know nice. feature full wow. feature film on film yeah it's great too like youtube with that said it reminded me so we had a buddy i don't want to say buddy a guy who worked he was a writer on america's best dance crew which isn't scripted but he was a comedian and an actor right and he did a spoof uh called one the one mic by nas but 
he did he had one line on the sopranos like you know he was an actor and they gave him one line and so he did a spoof on that song and posted it and david chase saw it <laughs> and ended up auditioning for boardwalk empire and he fucking was uh, michael shannon's partner in the first I think the two seasons. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Dude, people get breaks in this. You know, the people get breaks. You know, I think people need to wake up every morning and understand there's magic in, yeah. in the world. You just got to go and do like what Lori did. You got to go you and do it. Step out and, and make things happen and create stuff. And like you, go go make your movie and, and at all costs and ask yeah. people for money and figure out how you can step forward because you'll meet other people and... And things will happen. I think I think we're a society of, of people that don't believe that there's magic out there, that you're going to step out and that someone's going to say, yeah, you know, let's do this. So I, was, I had breakfast with a writer today that worked on Ashley, and we were talking about Camilla and Molly, who wrote Meet Me Next Christmas. And, you know, Camilla and Molly, I knew from writing on, on Ashley Garcia, but they had never written a feature before. Yeah. But I never thought about that. You know, like if I tell too many people what I'm doing and tell them who I'm doing it with, they'll tell me not to do it. Right, right, yeah. right. Right? Oh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch this feature idea starring Pentatonix to Netflix with two writers that haven't, or a writer or whoever that hasn't written a feature film or sold one before. Yeah. A bunch of people probably say don't do it. Right. Yeah. But I didn't think about it. I was like, I like these writers. They're amazing. Yeah. I know the person that... Netflix, and I have a contact to Pentatonix. So I just decided, you know what? I've got all the ingredients. I'm just going to throw them in a bowl. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And we went, and they bought it. Yeah. And it was the first place we went. And I bet you they delivered a good script, right? Amazing. Yeah. They're great writers. They totally deserve to be writing features, TV, whatever they want to write, they should be writing Did it. we have they're, them on the show? They're not, we haven't had them on. They're really very upset about it. Oh. <laughs> we should have the Molly and Camilla on. I mean, clearly... They're talented. They're, they're working on all kinds of stuff. They just came off of um, The Neighborhood. Are they a duo? They were staff writers. Are they, they write together and they write separate. Okay. But it just so happens that they were writing together on Ashley. They wrote together on The Neighborhood. Are they like roommates or partners? No, or? No, she's, Molly's married, just had a baby, and Camilla's traveling the world. Oh, oh that's kind of cool. Yeah, and, and they write together and they work on stuff separately. But... Um, but yeah, it was that that's something that I'm very proud of, you know, the idea that I don't let people tell me that you have to have a certain kind of writer, you have to have someone who's doing this or doing that. Like I just do what feels natural yeah. and I let the companies decide if they want to do it. It's not up to me. Yeah. Right? We went in with Johnny Porsche to Dreamworks, sold his pitch based on his story. He's not even a writer. He's not oh. even in the business. Yeah. <laughs> Right? He's not even in the business. He pitched Mark Surian, the president of DreamWorks, and they, we walked into the parking lot, and they were like, we want it. Come back in. And that was that. Yeah. But no one would have imagined that that's a possibility until you dream it. Yeah. You dream it, you go, you take the meeting. You, you, yeah. you know, people might be laughing at you in the morning going like, where are you going? You're going to pitch what? Yeah. Hey, I'm that's Macy's in the elevator. I'm going to be a producer. <laughs> <laughs> You're going right. to what? That's exactly right. No, but, I think, but look, I, I think it, it's not just me. It happens to a lot of people every day, right? People sell yeah. stuff every day. Yeah. The people, your friends text you and go, yeah, I sold this thing. I'm making this movie. And you're like, what? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. people get opportunities. When I go and meet with somebody... I know that the best chance I have of selling something is if that guy across from me who's an executive can understand what I'm trying to pitch within a minute 
and then turn around and think, you know, if I tell my boss what this guy just told me, yeah. this is going to be a really good idea. Yeah. So yeah. if you can pitch someone in a meeting yeah. that's going to turn around and say like, wow, this is going to sound really good coming out of my mouth yeah. when I tell my boss. Yeah. He turns around, walks out the door, walks into his boss's room and is like, I was just met with yeah. Rod Rinks and he had this idea where you extract <laughs> yeah. oh, God, DNA go. from a oh, dinosaur bone and again. you create a dinosaur and then it wreaks havoc and the gets out high and concept. kills the world. That's high concept. Dude, high concept sells. But anyway, so the point is, there's magic. Don't yeah. let people tell you how to do it or how it should be done or whatever. I know we do it a lot too. Hey, you have to have a showrunner, team up with someone who knows what yeah. they're doing. But it doesn't have to all be that way. No. Not everything you do has to be in that box of what they're looking for. Maybe some of it or yeah. 90% of it. Yeah. But wake up one day and be like, I believe in this guy. I believe in that writer. I want to... If, if the company takes the pitch go pitch at yeah. least it could be a practice yeah the they late could, night calls they, like could, they could laugh you out of the room yeah. who cares yeah. give well, it a shot well i'm not going to name names but you were saying how there was somebody who's pretty well known now who's you know that used to get laughed out of rooms right that you've been in meetings with and absolutely and now like people everybody wants to work with this now guy. now wow. you can't you know he, he can't he's turning down work yeah exactly. there's there has to be two of them yeah um anyway this was a good show man i'm glad we talked lots for lot, yeah lots to talk about lots to talk about what's our takeaway right here go do work right? well the takeaway is hey don't be stopped throw your hat over the don't fence. be there stopped you go, throw Davey your hat Davey. over the fence call your friends who are mixers and <laughs> make sure that your movie sounds <laughs> yes. good and if it doesn't, they'll be honest with you and you'll have yeah. to go do the work. So uh, shout out to Ray uh, Spees and to Dave Einhorn, Icorn, Dave Icorn yeah. from uh, Post in the Woods and for making our film great. And, and of course, he, Russ Emanuel. Yeah, Russ Emanuel for sponsoring us. But yeah, if you're going to take anything away, plus we invited everyone to our screening. But if you're yeah. going to take anything away from the show, it's keep trying. Take the big pitches. What the hell? Yeah. You know, just be ready yeah. and know that that guy sitting across from you or that girl sitting across from you, that woman sitting across from you is looking for an idea that they can go sell to their bosses. Yeah. Even if you're nobody and your idea kicks ass, yeah. Johnny Porsche story, yeah. you could sell it to DreamWorks. Yeah. 25 Why? words or less. That's what Spielberg said. Make it you happen. You can pitch me in 25 words or less. You, you have something. Okay. <laughs> See you next time on... You almost forgot What's it. the name of the show? Oh, my God. This let's guy. get into Film Hustlers. Let's get, in, <laughs> let's get into Film, film Hustler Entertainment. Hustlers. Let's get See into you next film time. Hustlers.